0: Adam, and we had the amazing opportunity to speak with Matt Vinson of The Wonderful, which is his pretty much solo project. He's also in the very successful band Camp, and we were able to chat with Matt over Zoom video. He talked to us about where he was born and raised, spent the majority of his life in Cleveland, Ohio, which is rad because, again, my family, originally from Cleveland, so we chatted about that quite a bit. He talked to us about how he got into music, his first guitar, which he actually has up on his Instagram. It's really interesting because it looked really metal and over the course of COVID, he did some altering to the first guitar that he ever owned. It looks rad. So you can check that out on his uh, Instagram page. So Matt also went to college for audio engineering and recording and music. We talk about how he met the rest of the guys in camp when he was going to school in Athens, Ohio, the real tight knit music community that is in Athens. He talks about playing different college parties eventually recording Camp's second record, and that's when he joined the band around 2017, 2018. He tells us about the success of By and By and the song Peach Fuzz from Camp and all about his new record that he's releasing with Wonderful. You can watch our interview with Matt Vincent on our Facebook page and YouTube channel, at Bringing It Backwards. We'd love it if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. At Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with the wonderful. My name's Adam, and this podcast is all about you and your journey in music. And of course, we'll talk about your new record. And I don't know if you mind talking about camp at all or yeah, dude, part whatever. of your story. Um, okay, cool. So are you originally
1: born and raised in Athens, Ohio? No, I actually... Was uh, born in Pittsburgh, grew oh, up until I was about 12 in uh, St. Louis, Missouri, and then I moved to Cleveland, Ohio. From then until college, and then that's when I went to Athens. Oh, awesome! How long were you in Cleveland? Oh, I mean, I th- I'd say that's like pretty much where I like became a human. You know, really? Like, like that's all my of- family's from Cleveland. That's why oh, I was really? curious. Yeah. Yeah, all of middle school and all of high school. What part of Cleveland? Like actually in Cleveland? Uh no, it's it's Hudson. So it's like kind of in between Cleveland and Akron.
0: Okay. My family's yeah. from Elyria, uh okay. like Lorraine County area. Sure. Yeah. You know, I wasn't like, born there, but my my mom was like nine or are you eight months pregnant with me when she, they were living in Dayton, my dad and my mom at the time. Gotcha. And then they moved to San Diego, so I was a California kid, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I love Ohio. That's cool. So uh tell me about Cleveland. What was it like growing up there?
1: Yeah, it was pretty good, dude. Um, Ohio's got some overlooked nature. Sure. Yeah. So there's always like fun stuff to do, whether it be like hiking or playing disc golf. And I like to snowboard. And like, oddly enough, there's these little like, we call them like landfill hills Uh that are just like, you know, you can see the top of them from the bottom. But I, I like to snowboard a lot. And uh cleveland's a good spot to grow up i think you know that's cool
0: yeah i i know i went to like on my cousin's snowboards too but she, we would go to new york but like not like we'd be like way upstate new york i guess there, yeah. there's there's some uh like little hills there we went a couple times but i don't i'm not too familiar but um yeah i did but i've seen like yeah you can you could find little spots because it's it snows so much there
1: yeah no it's it's kind of a funny thing to see but yeah they exist and they thrive and being even on the lake, it's like a, it's like an ocean. You look out, out there and you,
0: there's no way you would know. I mean, if you took a photo. No,
1: yeah. It. I'm sure you could trick nearly everyone who like doesn't live by an ocean, you know?
0: Cause there'll be waves. Like I've seen people yeah. surfing out there. <laughs> it's, oh, bizarre.
1: Yeah. it's crazy stuff.
0: That's really cool, man. Well, uh, well tell me about how'd you get into music? Obviously Cleveland has the scene.
1: Yeah. Cleveland has a scene for sure. Um, Honestly, my dad always had a guitar on. He doesn't play much himself, but uh, he did have one from when he was, like, my age, which is, I'm 27 now. I think that's, like, when he bought his. Okay. Um, and, yeah, I was just always, like, from when I was young, like, really into music. I'm in kind of my own discovery path. Like, my right. parents didn't really force anything down my throat other than, like, Garth Brooks, you know? That's my dad's <laughs> favorite. And, uh, okay. So, yeah, I just kind of like got really into Black Sabbath when I was a kid and like got a Guns N' Roses CD and like those were the first things where I was like, wow, this is great. I want to get a guitar. And then luckily throughout, you know, my entire life and then into my career, my parents have been like the most supportive, unbelievable, both like financially and like emotionally. Mm -hmm. Um, So they bought me my first guitar when I was probably like 12, right when I moved to Ohio um and yeah i've just been like self-taught i never really took lessons just like dabbled until i figured something out and i've been writing music uh for pretty like for as long as i've been playing wow okay uh, like i put out like my my first record when i was 13 or 14 you know it's really like, yeah some ridiculous like you know you wouldn't you wouldn't know it's me but it exists out there somewhere you know if you look that's funny
0: it I did see on your Instagram that you put a picture up of that guitar you had when you were like eleven
1: or twelve years old. Yeah, I uh, I always liked that guitar. You know, it looks sick. I saw it. Yeah. I, think
0: I clicked on it because I was like, "What is this?" It like, it has kind of like a Fender Mustang look. For sure. But you but you like carved it right? Like it was like I a did. metal looking guitar. Tell no, me about was, that.
1: It was metal as hell. It was. Uh... Yeah, that was when I was super into shredding metal. <laughs> so not in like Bullet for my Valentine where, you know, you know, all sure. that. Um, But yeah, I just like was really bored in COVID and I like to do like things with my hands uh, and build like whatever I can and fix stuff. And that was just a guitar that I had that I was like, I want to play this on stage, but I want it to look cool too, you know? Um so then I just got sure. the idea to, like, shape it my own way, you know.
0: So, you, oh, because you just did this project. Yeah, so I have. COVID, so you haven't had, but you're going to break it out. I'll, like I'm I'll play stuff. It
1: for sure. Um, I don't I have so many, like, guitars that I love <laughs> and, like, so many weird guitars that it's hard to play them all. Um, I'm definitely uh-huh. a hoarder of instruments. But, uh, yeah, I just had, like, a bunch of, like, art projects on my to-do list that I had probably had for four years. And I got them like all done in COVID, you know, just nothing to do. no <laughs> I was just like working on something every day. Staying productive. I like that. Yeah. But the
0: guitar looks rad. I mean, even just how the paints chipped off of it and like, yeah. just, it, it just looks so sick. Like, Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, I really dig it. Um, so that was your first guitar. That's what you learned on. And then tell me about recording this first record that you said is out somewhere.
1: Yeah. I actually still the mic. It was just, uh, obviously I started with like using a, a laptop microphone. Okay. Um, and then I got one of those USB mics, uh, mm-hmm. like a blue Yeti, I think it was called. Okay. Yeah. I, I had one that, of those. <laughs> I had that until I was like a sophomore in college. And then like the first wonderful record was when I got my first like actual recording interface. Really? I like self-titled Matt Vinson, like ridiculous, uh, goofy young kid pop folk is through that blue yeti <laughs> like really? I, I probably made two records and an ep with that when i was in high school and middle school you know wow
0: were you playing these songs like going out like trying to play the records and maybe like selling the
1: cds is that a thing? i was i was gigging and selling the cds yeah it was fun back then actually
0: and you just play by yourself
1: yeah i had like a few iterations of like bands that were just my buddies i'm like yo like Play the congas you know or like, <laughs> i didn't really have like too many friends that like were actually like seriously playing music mm-hmm. so it's always kind of like play the harmonica or like you know just play something that you can um sure but, yeah i never really had a band that's like a memorable like for more than a long time until like maybe junior senior year of college
0: and that was when, you, when camp started? Or that was, was before? when...
1: Because uh, um, that band's uh,
0: fairly, re- fairly new, right?
1: Yeah. Well, in Athens, Ohio, that um, we all graduated from there or left the city uh, in 2016, spring of 2016. Okay. So I met Taylor and Evan in probably, I don't know, maybe January of 2016 so okay. we knew each other for like five months in the same town. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. And I was in that, t- at that point, I was in three bands with my best friends where it was kind of like this incestuous musician relationship where I would play bass in buddy's band and he would play drums in my band. And then I'd play lead guitar in the other dude's band and this dude, we'd be playing bass. Um, so we were kind uh. of like, yeah, we had this like house show scene that we were you know, when you're in college, like I think house shows are just like supernatural because you know, a if you're underage like drinking, you can't go to a bar. So it's like right, you play, you're just you at some house. Yeah, you play shows <laughs> in the backyard. Um, but also just like there was the one good venue in Athens at the time called the Union burned down our sophomore year. Oh wow. Yeah. And it was like a legendary venue and there wasn't really anywhere else that good to play, you know? Uh huh. So the house show scene was intense. Like every weekend it'd be like all around town, a different, you know, house show and there'd be like a couple hundred people, you know, it was Mm -hmm. like a whole thing. And it wasn't like disrespectful, like raise your party. It was like a real music tight knit scene with people like actually finding like a pure outlet outside of partying you know like going to observe the music and like really soak it in
0: that's cool because when i think of a college party and a band playing like i would just be concerned with people breaking my stuff or like getting yeah. rowdy
1: and just not I mean, okay, caring but of like, course there's like you know there's exceptions of times where it got out of hand but like i can even remember like because at first when i started wonderful i wanted it to be one of those like sit down uh like traditional really like calm sleepy almost like gregory allen isakov folk Mm -hmm. um and i can remember like you know 100 people in a house getting like pin drop silent sitting on the floor at like a college party on a friday night you know like
0: whoa
1: some special shit down there you know that is so rad
0: did you go down to athens for music like did you go to college for music
1: yeah. I, uh, majored in audio production okay. and I minored in music. Wow.
0: And yeah. did, was that something that you applied at, to the school because you had already, you know, had these recordings from, from high school and, and middle school or did,
1: Yeah. Did well, you I like prove yourself to get in there. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you did in, in a bit of a way. I can't really remember the whole application form. I'm sure it, it's not as like strict as a Belmont and oh, like Berkeley music. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I don't remember anything like that, but I've always been, uh, I kind of have a duality in my like, love for music where I like making records in like the technical aspect mm-hmm. as much as I like the art of making music and the art of recording. Um, mm-hmm. So I kind of nerd out about gear and I always like have loved playing music and have wanted to play music as a career for my entire life, but in the same like gust of fire behind, behind that is like, I've always known that I want to make records. Um, okay. So yeah, it was a natural fit for me and I love the town. There wasn't really much of like a, a scene that we knew of going in before it. So it was kind of just like, oh, this town seems like artsy and fun, but Ooh. we definitely like created our little, you know, scene. bubble for ourselves, yeah.
0: Wow. Did you, was the first band that you really had there? Was that wonderful?
1: Yeah, it was wonderful. Oh, wow. um, my buddy's band was called Gap Tooth Grin and <laughs> the other band was Cricket <laughs> Spines and they're all, they're still bands and they live in Columbus and wow, they're still my best buddies. But yeah, that's kind of like to circle back to your initial ask, that's kind of how like myself and the camp boys got on each other's radars. We were just like mutual fans of each other. Cause they were playing uh, open mics at this place called Casa that we would go to every now and again.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: like they were coming to our house shows and then eventually we just linked up one night and then we started doing house shows together and kind of like blending the scenes and uh, pretty much did a house show like every weekend until we graduated and formed that like five month intense bond, you know?
0: Wow. Okay. So after five months, but obviously you kept wonderful going cause you, have a record coming out next month and you've put out what this is, this is going to be your fourth record.
1: Yeah. It's going to be the fourth.
0: Okay. So you've always just kept going with this, no matter what was going on with other various projects. Sounds like.
1: Yeah. It's definitely like, it's, it's a, for me project, you know, like I don't really like, you know, I've never really cared about the successes of my releases. Um, Mm -hmm. This is honestly the most like, Involved and intentional release that I've done, and for my own personal music to date, and it was just because I, for once, just like wanted to give it a little bit more respect in my eyes than like I used to, where I would finish a record and put it up on Bandcamp like that night.
0: And be okay, like, here it is. Or no, like marketing plan, just like no, throw it up. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm not very good at any of that because I'm just like, well, you know, if it's good, people are going to listen to it, but that's like. In the internet, there's so much, you get buried with that. Um, sure. But yes, um, I moved to Denver after I graduated college, started working at a studio there for a few years. Um, the Camp Boys came out and recorded their second record, Boys, with me out there, and that's when I like officially joined the band. Uh, oh, they, okay. they had me sitting on that record on a few songs, like singing and playing bass, and then asked me to move home after. And that's pretty much the whole camp story, but... Yeah, you know, on the road, uh, we all bring like our own personal guitars and, you know, you never stop writing songs. So mm-hmm. I always have like more material that um, is waiting for the wonderful world, you know, and then mm-hmm. COVID really just lent itself the time for me to really dive into a record, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. What was it like? I mean, obviously you guys had some major success with By and By, right? With yeah. Peach Fuzz, the song's what, number one alternative or A? it went huge. And seeing that success, was that like kind of a validating moment for you? Like, tell me about, you know, once things started taking off.
1: Yeah. It's been crazy, like massive steps every, every bit of along the way, you know, it just Mm -hmm. like kind of hasn't stopped in intensity and we don't really uh, expect any of it to happen. Like we, we feel proud about the music, but like every time it happens, we're just like, damn. (laughs) <laughs> it's what is going on you know um but yeah we're super thankful for everything that is uh transpired with camp over the past few years it's been really amazing to be a part of and you know we're, we we uh definitely don't have any intentions on slowing down I'll tell you that <laughs> sure I,
0: I was gonna ask you like well do you know I mean while working with you know wonderful and, and doing the recording thing in in Denver and how did the how did the you know, focus, like turn to, to camp, like in in that buy and buy record, or was there like something that happened with, with boys that kind of got you guys on the radar? How did that happen? Do you know?
1: Oh, well, I think that there was always like, even far predating me. um, I think the first record, like really just kind of solidified an absolute uh, concrete part in music history. Like, because it's just such a good record. I was a huge fan of that record when I lived in Athens, you know, like. Okay. um, So I think that, like, it was one of those things where, like, a real word of mouth, like, solid success takes a long time for it to be genuine Mm -hmm. and not just, like, a fad. Um, So I think the natural progression has, like the fire has been like burning at like a serious rate, like ever since the boys put out their first record in Athens, Ohio, you know, okay. in 2016. Um, I think when it gets on like the national scope and mm-hmm. things like that, I don't know. I don't really think there was one time. I think the shows just like kept getting bigger. Cause I went on the first uh, headline tour that camp had that was like five shows in the spring of, I don't know, 2017, maybe. Um, and I was opening as wonderful. Oh,
0: cool. So you guys are still in that same crew
1: from, from
0: Athens. It was like, okay, well obviously they recorded the record with you because they knew
1: you. Yeah. So that one, I, I I think that I flew back, um, to like join the tour and then we did a little bit more touring that fall. (laughs) Um, but I didn't move back from Colorado until 2018 or yeah, I think that was my first show with camp was, uh, January, 2018. Okay. And you moved back to Ohio? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've been here ever since and I love it. Um, awesome. It's glad. It's good to be back. But yeah, like we on that first tour, like, you know, we'd play Columbus for like 300 people and mm-hmm. we'd play Cleveland for like 200. And then the next show that we played was in Lansing, Michigan and there was like eight people. Okay. And then like we played DeKalb, Illinois for like, 15 people, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's a crazy thing because like, I got pictures and messages from people that were at that show. They were at Red Rocks a few nights ago. So like the tight knit, like that's where like, I feel like there's been crazy fans from the start and they're like the absolute pillars that like, made the success so real and like hearty, I suppose. Sure.
0: Sure. So, yeah, it was almost like a gradual progression. And then the, you know, Peach Fuzz obviously does really well, which I'm sure didn't hurt when you get radio play and everything else. And Yeah. And we
1: did like a few late nights. Yeah. Those are like the the big things that you, but, you know, I don't know. It just seems like every tour is just like a little bit bigger as far as like what we put into it, um, how much the show grows, like, the venue size, all Mm -hmm. the above, you know? And I feel like it's just, we're not cut skipping steps and uh, it's not going super slow, you know? It just feels like a natural pace for me.
0: Mm -hmm. And you've put out at least a song this year with Camp and obviously you have a record coming out with with Wonderful. How do you, like, were you writing, are you constantly writing for your project as like tours are going on with with the other band?
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's what, like we all have just like guitars that we noodle around on the road um and yeah like being being home definitely like afforded a lot of time Mm -hmm. to like actualize ideas that i wrote on the road that like in a real busy year might have like slipped aside you know
0: were you uh where were you guys at when when COVID happened were you on tour
1: yeah, we were in to- we were on tour. We were supposed to play Cincinnati the day before like it all went to hell. Oh um, wow. Yeah, and we came home. The rest of the tour was canceled. Um and then other than the drive-in tour that we did in the fall, we were home for you know, all of it until we just left for this last run.
0: Mm-hmm. With uh with those shows towards the the end before Cincinnati where you seeing the number of people dwindling down from what the ticket sales you knew
1: were, do you see that at all? Or people no. worried about it or it was just kind of like, we were like pretty early with it. We weren't like pushing any limits, you know, mm-hmm. I think like right when maybe one other band of like our caliper pulled the plug, like we pulled, I think that we maybe knew about the virus for like, 24 hours 48 hours before it you know oh wow so you guys are quick to be like yeah we're not gonna mess around no no we're definitely not trying to put like ourselves and people in jeopardy like that you sure i mean like knowing where it would have gone to we're just like the type of dudes that are like nope we're good
0: <laughs> yeah sure so then you get home and are obviously aside from your projects of guitars and you know guitar shaping and stuff like that where were yeah. you rewriting you this record and was this record all kind of put together and recorded and done by yourself?
1: Yeah. I I record everything for the most part at home. I have uh, a few buddies that help me like on drum days that'll just like sit there and record for me, you know, and like help me get tones and talk me through that. Um, But You play everything
0: on the records though. You play drums, guitars, everything.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. I wasn't Um, aware of that. There is maybe like, Any of the keys on the record, I played keys on maybe like four of the songs. And then the other five have like Tay from camp set in on keys because he's pretty good at at figuring out some like really cool melodic parts. And Joe from camp played keys too. Um, And my roommate, Mike, who's in the camp crew, played some sax on it. Cool. And my girlfriend sang on a song. And that's about it. Oh, that's
0: awesome. That, that, that's rad. I love that you guys are so supportive of each other's projects. It's not like, oh, uh, can you believe he's doing like his own record? Like they're like willing yeah. to jump on and help you out and stuff. I think that's so cool.
1: No, we all love our side projects and like respect because we all write a ton and are like super involved in the production of records. Like we all kind of have our hands in like the recording process of a lot mm-hmm. of different music. Um Last year I think I either mixed, recorded or mastered 10 different records. Wow. Um, so, so you yeah. still do
0: that like what you went to school for? That's still kind of yeah. your, your favorite or a thing that you really enjoy doing.
1: Yeah, 100%. It's great. Um yeah, so that also, was, that's cool that that like, wasn't
0: something that kind of went to this like a back burner once you started like the success of camp started going like you're yeah, still able no. to do
1: both of those. That's really I'm just, like scheming in the background, like gathering gear until I can like open up my studio. And, you know, when I, if and whenever, like camp gets old man slowdowns, you know, when they're, <laughs> when they're wheeling us on stage, I'll just have a studio to sit in. There you go. <laughs> yeah.
0: So were you able to mix a bunch of records over the course of the last year and a half?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty good. Like a lot of Ohio people um, Mm. and family members, like my cousin's a super talented songwriter um, from Colorado. Her project is called Cous C O U S. And yeah, a couple people from New York, um, but just a fun year, you know. Like I've got a pretty. Good enough studio in my house with gear that, like, I can record, you know, small band or most comfortably, like, one person with me and my roommate. We like to produce records together. Uh huh. Um, yeah, and it's sweet. Like, I love home recording because you have like the amenities that you can kind of relax in that studios always don't hit, you know? Right.
0: And uh, like, you're not like pushing the clock, like, Oh my gosh, you only have an hour, like, like watching the money like, yeah. run off, you know?
1: No, if, if somebody is like, obviously I don't like invite strangers into my home, but sure. uh, yeah, you know, you get to take a break and like actually cook a meal and you know, it, there's just some freedom with it. And like, if you get good tones, it doesn't really matter, you know, mm-hmm. where you recorded it. Sure. Sure.
0: With um, you said you guys did a drive-in concert a tour.
1: Yeah, we did a like in September. It was crazy. Uh, it was kind of weird to play, but we had a great time and saw some beautiful country in like the Northeast in the fall. Yeah, it was, I don't know if we like would, you know, pandemic aside, I don't know if that's our get, you know, but it was right, right, right. It was good to play at that point. You know, it's
0: cool. It's like a, like a timestamp almost type thing it's like well it happened and like you was kind of something like a bucket list i don't know kind of weird okay. thing like that
1: no it, it definitely is it hits the check
0: right right okay we are we've been in a gr- drive-in tour <laughs> <laughs> I heard somebody say, I forgot who it was, but it was funny. They were talking about, you know, instead of like bring out the horns, it's like bring out the horns. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Wow. Well, like Red, I mean, you guys just played Red Rocks, what, like a few days ago? Yeah. What was that like? I've never been there, but I would imagine a, a band like yours would be a really rad band to see there. I, like, I wouldn't want to go there and see like no you know, I'd yeah. want to go there and see like Bon Iver. Or, like, For
1: sure. Yeah, like no, like- it's great. It's our second time there. So it was just as good, but, you know, not as surprising or nerve wracking. It was just uh, a really, really fun. And, you know, we have all of our family and friends out. So it was just a great time
0: do you have family still in in denver area? is that why you yeah. moved to denver
1: originally um not why but definitely a huge perk um, okay but yeah my sister and brother still live there and uh, a couple sets of aunts and uncles and cousins that's cool that's really yeah. cool who'd you guys play with at, at red Rocks? trampled by turtles oh cool that's yeah that's rad yeah those <laughs> guys are great it was real fun
0: was it, like, full capacity, and was that, like, your first show back to – or you guys probably played shows before that, or was that your
1: first – No, impact? we actually didn't really – we did, like, just some stuff around town and, like, not much other than that. Um, so, yeah, Sandy, Utah was the first show, and that was definitely our first show in a while. Was it weird to play, like, in front of people or no, emotional, I'm we, sure?
0: Uh, okay. Yeah, we have <laughs> we been
1: waiting for it. We absolutely, like, just – we're counting down the clocks and then when it was go time it was like we didn't even skip a beat you know we were <laughs> freaking out <laughs> that's
0: awesome so the new record comes out what august 11th yeah august, august, okay. august 11th and are you planning to do like is there a big plan for a tour maybe a another like opener camp tour or are you going to do something
1: on your own or what is your plan for the album? Yeah, probably not a camp tour. We we normally don't do that to like tire ourselves out. Uh, Good call. But we have, uh, I have a a nice band that I've been playing around Columbus with um, for like end of pandemic and like even a few live streams in the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're doing a show on the 14th at this like rad venue in Columbus called Ace of Cups. So that'll be like the big Columbus blowout. I've been trying to track down a few shows around it, but no real big tours. Um, I kind of just like fit in special shows when I can mm-hmm. um, in between touring. But I like to take it pretty easy when I'm off, you know. Sure, sure. Soak up the home life. Yeah, I can imagine with. the.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm sure you guys are pretty busy with camp alone. And then not only yeah. that, but all the other stuff you have going on.
1: Yeah, are we guys, all, our side projects just kind of like play odds and ends shows in like cool spots that we know that it'll be like really something special for us. It's not really sure. like touring avenues for any of us.
0: Okay, got you. Yeah. So the days of you opening up for camp and then playing a show with camp are over. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And do you got, you have a new record out, or a new song out with camp? Are you guys working on a new record too? Is that all done during the um, pandemic?
1: I uh, I don't know. It's like hard to tell at this point we've sure. got some stuff that we're working on, but nothing that's really visceral at this point yet.
0: Right on. Very yeah. cool. Well, do thank you so much for, for talking with me? I know you had a wild day with the plane and everything else. So I appreciate Absolutely. you taking the time, Matt, man. You've been great. Um, no I do have one more question for you before I let you go. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists.
1: Oh, of course. Um, I think the biggest thing to like, feel personal satisfaction with it is to not pay attention to your successes and actually focus on loving your craft. Most importantly, you know, believe the music that you play and uh, especially the lyrics that you write if you choose to write music with lyrics. Um, Cause I think that like anybody that I've known that has, that has had success with music is just like an undeniable artist that really found it in themselves to you know find the chords and the words that like rang the most true with them and that shows up to, to people you know if, if you can see when somebody's just trying to make it in music you know so that's like a hard double-edged question to answer because everybody wants to feel like financial success with music but you have to really let people know that you're doing it for the right reason and i think that's the biggest thing